Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits, a Mitrap podcast. How you doing this week, Mike? Ding, 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 ding. The Ambassador Program is here. Now I know how you're doing. You're doing really good. I'm. Uh, the gears are turning, man. I'm working on this application. Oh, I already submitted mine, man. I already... Oh, you turned. So I'm. I'm stewing over it. I'm. I'm. I'm being very cerebral. I'm trying to. I'm trying to craft this one. All right. So you want. You want to hear what I put then? Yeah. It, it. It wasn't super cerebral. It was. Being as though I am one half of the only Mitrap podcast, I think I have shown that I am a Mitrap super fan, and therefore I therefore I should be a Vince Flynn ambassador. <laughs> That's what I said. That's, um, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I won't get it. Maybe I won't get get the ambassador program. <laughs> I did say I was pretty. I think what they want they want someone who loves the books and is present on social media. They want the socials. Yeah, I ha- yeah. I have the gram. I, you know, they can see the gram. I'm getting I'm getting new followers like every day, which is good. <laughs> At least two. At least two. You know, I think we're up to almost like 300 followers. So that's good. <laughs> Man, you can't quantify the love of rap. You can't quantify that. That has that just. I just thought that me feeling. saying like, I literally dedicate countless hours, <sighs> countless hours that I don't need to to this story. Like, therefore, like, come on, no other ambassadors doing this. I don't know how I roped you in to this project of the podcast. I mean, you got the kids. You just moved into a house. I think you closed on a house like yesterday. You got your second doctorate degree. Now you have eight doctorates from you know, <laughs> well, five one, universities. Just oh, just one. Okay. thought you were working on the second one. But um, you're researching at the NIH, saving us from pandemic 2.0. How do you do it? Oh, man. Raising uh, 14 kids. I, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> a lot of coffee. Yeah. No, so I figured, you know. Me saying that I do all this in my free time, what little free time I have, you know, just shows how much of a Mitrav super fan I am. You know, I'm going to write a limerick about you. Write a limerick about me? I'm going to write a limerick about you. (laughs) I don't know if you should do that, so we'll we'll see. Speaking of limericks, and by the way, the ambassador program, VinceFlynn.com, get your application in if you want to help promote all things Vince, Kyle, and the next rap book, Enemy at the Gates. And you will have a chance through the program at VinceFlynn.com of winning an advanced reader's copy and bragging rights that you are an ambassador of what is this, the fourth Mitch Rapp ambassador program? Yeah, I think, well, they started it for Enemy at the State, right? So maybe it's the fourth or fifth. Red War, Lethal Age. Or was Red War the first? Mm, might have been Red Legion, War. Yeah, Total so. Power. Mm, not sure I don't but, know, but um, it's, been, it's been great and you yeah. can get to say you get to read the book the, two months early right a month and a half early whatever incredible so. what a program by david and crew like genius just he, he said from the beginning he wants to get the fans involved they're the ones who sell the books or buy the books and uh without the fans it's nothing so kudos to him and getting us involved taking our input listening to us and really involving the herd Mm. You, you, know, you know that's what i'll do if i don't if i don't get in the program i'm just gonna hit up the bus and be like send me that arc please <laughs> oh yeah if you don't get into the program i'm writing cornell and having the president <laughs> cornell put in a phone call and advocate on your behalf 
there's got to be some Mitch Rapp fans at Cornell we can get to call. So uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but there might be some at Brown because, you know, I, Rapp was a grad student at Brown, apparently. Or, apparently, or wait, according to the movie, American Assassin. According to the movie, yes. I don't know if that's a reliable source or not. but Yeah, so we are changing it up a little bit. So... One, we wanted to really dedicate uh, a little bit more time to our second half of the pod because we feel like this is a, you know, a very seminal book, and we have a couple things we want to add to non-traditional things that we don't have in our normal second part. So we're putting a, pushing that back a week. But what we have instead is a breakdown of the movie. Um, so we're talking about American Assassin. Before we get into some of the specifics of that, just want to shout out that we are going to do our June giveaway is going to be a Blu-ray copy of American Assassin. So if you want to be entered into that drawing, you can sign up to be a patron. All of our current patrons are, are already entered into that. So yep. um, you can go to patron.com slash pod if you want to uh, to join us, um, help support the podcast, and enter in a chance to win a copy. And, you know, going forward, we're doing these different uh, monthly giveaways. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll pick that winner the last week of June when our final American Assassin episode comes out. So before then, join up, patreon.com slash Pod. I'll tell you, Chris, I am, as you're going to hear in this interview, I am more than happy to give away my Blu-ray copy <laughs> of American Assassin. To be honest with you guys, I really only bought it to watch the extra features. Um didn't really want the movie. And when I heard our friend David Brown features in those extra features, I had to get my hands on the Blu-ray. So I watched that, thoroughly enjoyed the behind the scenes. Might have enjoyed the behind the scenes and the making of more than actually watching the movie. So yeah, I don't even want that. So <laughs> I'm going to give it away. <laughs> yeah, so to change it up, we, we didn't want to just have... Um, I think you know me and Mike have both mentioned on previous pods that we're not the hugest fans of this movie. So in order to, you know, not just have our biased opinions, because so, obviously we're book heavy book readers and no matter what, I, I don't think any, any really, any movie or any depiction is going to live up to what Vince did. So, uh, in order to change that up, we had on our friends, uh, com from the com majors podcast who we did, a a, a podcast on their feed on, uh, the Le Carre, uh movie, um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And we've also had Brian Costello, who is a fellow Mitrav ambassador uh, on the pod before, and he's one third of the comm majors. So yeah, we had them on and we think that, I think this is a good, I think you guys are going to enjoy this, you know, it, both um, Katie and um, Jim. It's yeah, very so balanced. Because <laughs> they're non-book readers and they're just movie lovers. And so, Having the two of them and, and then having the three, you know, Mitrap quote unquote experts, I, I think gave it a, gave it a good balance. And so, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy this um, book review or yeah. movie review. Sorry, I appreciate their balance. It's a great conversation with them, but we can't get into reviewing anything before I share my favorite way to review various forms of media in the form of a limerick. And unfortunately, this limerick is as negative as I am in this interview. <laughs> so uh, I apologize in advance. And uh, here we go. There once was a movie 
nicknamed American Assassin. A shit show in production, it must have been. What would Vince think? Of this repugnant flick, sending a promising franchise into a tailspin. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's harsh. At least Katie liked this film, so enjoy the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are joined by three friends of the podcast and the hosts of their very own Com Majors podcast. Welcome back, Brian, and Hello. welcome for the first time, Katie and Jim. Hey, hey thanks, thanks for, for having us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we always talk in unison. No, we do not. And we rarely <laughs> talk in unison. We scripted. Do you finish each other's senses? <laughs> uh, we finish each other's sandwiches. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, just don't finish my sandwich, but you guys are the movie experts, so we're, we have you on tonight to talk American Assassin. Before we jump into that, can one of you give us a plug for your podcast? Yeah, I, I would just say we're not movie experts. I would say we have a very rudimentary understanding of cinema, but we have a lot of opinions about it. So many opinions. <laughs> I would go more into um, critics. We're, critic, we're critics of films. But not but educated not, critics. Not at all educated. And Katie's not even a comm major. Not, nope. She was an English major. No. Yeah, just, honestly, we're more ranked on quantity over quality. Oh, we just put out so much content. That Unlike the movie we saw. That, today. Yeah, that eventually. <laughs> you can't ignore us. Uh, that, that we're impossible to ignore. There you go. I do not um, want more quantity of this film. I'll be honest. <laughs> so wait, we, you didn't actually plug the podcast. Yeah, you yeah. just talked about so, why we're not yeah, you could, I mean, each week we will watch, we basically watch a different film and discuss it, whether we like it, whether we don't like it, what, what we found interesting, what, what worked, what didn't work for us. Um, we usually have a running tally of what the worst film we've seen that year is. The Rookie. The Rookie, um, which is a terrible Literally, probably like twenty fifth on the list of all baseball movies. Maybe even more. I I don't think I've seen a worse baseball movie. I'll just say that. And there's a lot of bad baseball movies. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also have the best movie that we watched. The Black Messiah, which you know is contentious because I think Brian's ready to vote that one off when we get a chance. But He's ready for a new winner. Yeah, but yes. we ha Jim and I haven't seen anything better yet. So we'll see. Um, yeah. So if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see what the movie of the week is. And then you can join us live while we record or just listen on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah. Wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All the, all the places. And we were thrilled to have you guys on for an episode. <gasps> yes. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, yes. So guys, based on our conversation about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I think you can figure out how Katie feels about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> okay. Well, can I, can, let's just, we're going to have to say, unpack that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're just going to have to say right from the beginning that you will never have someone on this program who knows less about Vince Flynn, Mitch Rapp, or Kyle Mills Wait. than Katie. But now, now that I've seen the movie, now I know who the character is. Now you know who yes. I will never make the mistake again. Okay. <laughs> So they have not read a single Mitch Rapp book no. between the two of them. We had zero expectations going into now, this film. Now, on the film. other hand, though, we have Brian, a veteran of the Mitch Rapp world, mm -hmm. yes. a multi-year Mitch Rapp ambassador, mm -hmm. and someone who has been on a Mitch Rapp book tour interviewing Kyle. So we've got both the novice and the expert. We've, we're, we're running the gamut here. It's true. That's, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think I like the movie as much as Katie. I'm just going to, before we... <laughs> yeah, so... We can delve into it, we can throw, but let's we'll cover some other stuff yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, before we get into that, we, we want to honor you guys. You know, as Katie said, you guys had us on, so we want to do a little home and home, have you guys on. So to honor you, we have to ask you the most important question of the episode. What's everybody drinking? I'm drinking bourbon. Uh, this is my second glass because the first one ended up on the floor of my office. Um, and it was the end of that bottle, too, which is very disappointing. Um, this, however, is Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It is an excellent bourbon if you, can, if you can find it. It's really... I got lucky finding it in Pennsylvania. It's very hard to find. Don't drop that. No. Very good. Do, no. do not drop, drop that. that at all. Uh, I am a teacher, and the nurses at school today, as a thank you to the teachers for our hard work, gave us each a can of Corona seltzer. <laughs> so one that's can, what I'm can. drinking. One can. That's what one, can, one can. One can. Yep. One can. In a little gift bag with other things. With other things. Oh, the okay. nurse doesn't want you to overindulge. Right? No, you just moderation. Keep... No boo boos. One little chocolate bar. A bag <laughs> yeah, of pretzels. Yeah, because if it's just a can of Corona, it's sort of like what's his name? Like. Uh, Judd Nelson in uh, Breakfast Club. Here, Johnny, pack a cigarette, smoke up. <laughs> like, That's it. Here, Katie, have, like, have a can one, of Corona, one drink can up, Corona. Teach. That's what I got tonight. <laughs> well, all we got at my school from the PTA recently was a succulent. I would have preferred a drinkable. Okay. Well, uh, that's yes, interesting. Well, that's that feels Token also like a metaphor for the year. Yes. <laughs> that's a fair point. Uh, I am drinking my favorite beer in the entire world. If any of your listeners are in the New England area, it's Shoveltown Brewery, which is a fantastic small brewery, and it's their Twine Cutter, their West Coast IPA. And uh, can so confirm, if you go there for Quizzo or whatever, Quiz Night, whatever they yes. call it in your area, you will win. Because me and Brian showed up one night and won out of sheer... Weren't even trying. And we destroyed everybody. It wasn't one even handily. close. One handily. No. Uh, and just right. as a plug for a great company, if any of your listeners are baseball fans, I'm drinking out of my dugout mug. Which is a company, that. Which is a company that takes the barrel of baseball bats, Whoa. seals them, and turns them into beer mugs. Uh, is that right? And, and you can get the I've logo. Seen those on Instagram. Yeah, you can get They're the logo get of your favorite sports team. And by the way, uh, if they ask where you heard about it, you can say "com majors." There you go. Told and you. Maybe they'll and use no one our creator told code. You to do they that. don't know who we are. Is it <laughs> lined no on the inside? Is it, it is. Or, it's no. It's what's on the barreled. inside? Just uh, wood. Just, yeah, well, they they seal it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, so but, I, but I was wondering about like you know the 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 cold. The wood feels like it wouldn't keep insulate. a beverage it, very. It does. Cold. It keeps it very cold. Ah. Actually, it does a yeah. fantastic. See, job. that surprises me. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Highly recommend. All right. Now I can one up you on the glass. I must say, oh. with my Mitch Rap lid. Oh, there you go. Very, very, nice. very appropriate. And of course, okay. with the Vince Flynn quote, "Keep the faith." Yes. Very, very nice. So, so do, you, do you know the, the origins of Mitch Rapp lives? Where that comes from? I do not. That it's a reference to Tolkien. In between Two Towers and Return of the King, there were buttons made, bumper stickers that said Frodo lives. Everywhere. Oh, okay. I think I, I love that. It, it's Because uh, that's a big thing in literature, I think, is, is that, that like time in the whenever that was. 70s, 60s, or 70s when that was happening. Well, I, I, maybe we could get one of those um, Frodo Lives badges for the Mitch Rapp Museum that you guys are trying, the Vince Flynn Museum you go. guys are trying to get together. 
along with the right. creepy, along with this super creepy statue in David Brown's did, office. Did one book end with him in a precarious situation, and the next uh, one picked up with him alive? Uh, that has, uh, I think, that, that has, has happened. happened. That has happened, actually. Yeah, it's not a usual device, I would say, that's used. But no, I don't think it has. Some of the it earlier books, right? Some of the earlier books, they would they would almost pick up like a mission at the beginning that was tying into right. something in the last, yes. which was very rare device for him. It's in particular, right. in between the second, first, second, and third book where it was a little bit more serialized right. than the rest of the series. S- separation of power leads into executive power. Yes. Um, we've got American Assassin now leading into Kill Shot. So. Yeah, of course, then you have, which was obviously unplanned because he died uh the last man last in, man. into sur- uh, the survivor the survivor kyle yeah. taking over chris we didn't hear your drink though oh, yeah. what's on the diet? So i am drinking a local um vermont brewery the alchemist ah, oh that's a good one yeah heady topper at one point i think it was rated the best beer in the world oh. uh, my buddy got some in Pennsylvania and, and Philly, actually, shit gives them to me. It's interesting because nowadays everyone likes the haze, but when this was first made, I guess they were they were it was like one of the first hazy beers. So it says on the can, "Don't pour it; drink from the can," because I guess they didn't want you to see, see it, it hazy. how hazy it was. <laughs> yeah, so that's like that a, if there's a great brewery that they're starting to expand Trillium, um, mm, which yes. which their stuff is super super hazy i mean if you if you can find yes it is if you can find some it's they have some amazing flavors and different stuff but it it packs a punch well i guess i forgot Um, to say in my mitrap glass is aslan beer company alexandria virginia how now brown cow you're just Ah. you're just nailing the the literary references with that all going Milk stout brewed with coffee and maple. Oh, yeah. That, I'm not witty ooh. enough to turn that into a Dr. Seuss rhyme or else I would have had a third one. <laughs> That's well, you know, coffee is the most consumed beverage by one Mr. Mitch Rapp. It is. Of with, any of the novels. With honey, right? No, that's, oh, that's wow. Jack Carr. Oh, that's sorry. Different that's Jack Carr. That's Jack Carr. Damn it. I'm trying, guys. You're trying. That was <laughs> okay. close. That was close. We're, we're, we're going to focus on the movie. Yeah, that was maybe close. The end, I we'll like that. That was an impressive. That was, that was close. The man doesn't forget a thing. Yeah. Forgets nothing. Mm-hmm. Except so speaking of the movie. what character that was about. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have one of Katie's outstanding rundowns uh, prepared today. But instead, I'll read the two taglines of mm-hmm. this movie. And Katie, since you are the master of the rundown, mm-hmm. you will get to choose which of these uh, you like more and which one captures the movie better. Love it. So, first off, we have Netflix describes American Assassin as after grad student Mitch Rapp suffers a tragic loss during a terrorist attack, his single minded thirst for vengeance catches the interest of the CIA. Okay. Option one. Okay. Option two from IMDb. After the death of his girlfriend at the hands of terrorists, Mitch Rapp is drawn into the world of counterterrorism, mentored by tough as nails, former U.S. Navy SEAL, Stan Hurley. Mm. Option two. Option two wins. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Easily. Yep. Yep. Well, Stan there's Hurley. an argument to be made that this is actually a Stan Hurley movie mm-hmm. and, and not a, and not a Mitch not Rapp. A, mm-hmm. Mitch Rapp I don't movie. disagree. Uh, don't there's disagree. also an argument to be made that this film is the cover C option of uh of yeah. mitch rap 
if it were a Mitch Rapp film. We could end the episode. You just dropped the mic. That was it. <laughs> that, that, was <laughs> that was it. It's, it's the cover C. So Katie and, and Jim, we, on our second pod, we, we break up our pods into, for the books into two pods. And on the second one of each one, we give our final rating. And then we discuss all the book covers. We're, we're big into book covers. And one thing that really grinds our gears is there's this line of book covers that someone thought looked amazing, but yet have nothing, nothing to do with the book. They're terrible. And this movie essentially has nothing to do with the Mitch Rapp series. Oh, okay. And it's garbage, just like cover C. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I mean, so yeah, Jim and I briefly talked about this. We tried to hold our, well, our conversation me, for today. Let me just tell my story of like leading, can, can, leading into Go this ahead. movie, what I thought. Right. Sure. So, yeah, give us your initial reaction. Yeah. I, so my initial thought when Brian was like, we're watching uh, American Assassin for the Mitch Trapp podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Um, in my head, I'm thinking American Sniper. So I'm thinking it's a Bradley mm. Cooper movie. I know that that guy, I think it ended up being bullshit. Like he, he lied about most of his memoir. Yeah. Um, but I was still like, okay, I'll go into it and see if it's like, if it's still like a, a pretty solid movie. Bradley Cooper's awesome. And then the other night, Brian's like, oh, no, no, no. We're watching American Assassin. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. And then I pulled up and I'm like, Dylan O'Brien is like a tough guy, like the Maze Runner guy. And right. I was like, man, this is going to be rough. And I kind of liked it. Wow. I loved it. To be honest, th these types of movies are not really my thing. Like we just did Without Remorse. It's got like kind of a similar vibe. Um, right. And there are parts of that movie I like better. But as an overall experience, I think this was a better film. Like it was Same. more fun Same. to watch. Right. But there's a sequence in Without Remorse that I, I think is one of the better action sequences mm -hmm. I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Agreed. So. And obviously, you know, we, we were talking about how like we have nothing that we have no relationship to the yeah. to the book series. And so it's going to be a completely different experience for us to watch this movie than it is for you guys to watch the film. Because um, we, we don't know how it's telling the story that the author told. We just know that it was a fun action film. Yeah, like I, I would put it up there with like, you know, in the same lines of like Taken and, and those kinds of movies yeah interesting so wow. that, that's funny you say that because i my when i first watched this film i watched it with a really good friend from college and my wife and they both loved it <laughs> and i'm sitting here knowing that like in a year's time like we, we we i watched it like right when we i i sort of put it off because i i'd heard um i guess i can just say it now like on rotten tomatoes it, it got with the tomato meter a 34 34 surprisingly the audience score gave it a 60 percent, which we, we can comment on in in a second because I guess there's um, how not many of those audience scores are actual mid trap readers, but no, they're T yeah, like the fans. <laughs> right. True. They're Dylan. Dylan O'Brien has a, fans. has a huge following. Cult so following. I think that's, that's what it has propped it up. But yeah, like, but like you guys said, my, my two friends or my wife, and my friend who had no connection to the series loved it. Thought it was amazing. Good action, you know? So I, I could see how, if you take your mind out of it, if, if we separate it from, our extensive knowledge of the series and just look at it as a movie you're exactly right this is a better movie than without remorse because that also has its own book problems yeah so i, I could i could agree with that I could agree we with also that. just watched face safe face off and it was so much better than face off that it felt like, <laughs> like it was oscar nominated like i'm gonna offer a counterpoint 
because I looked at 60% audience score. I said, something must be wrong. This is a joke. I saw 30%, 34% on the tomato meter and a 6.2 on IMDb. And I said, somebody hack this because that score should be a zero. <laughs> that score should be a flat. You dislike it that much, huh? A zero. Much? That, that's no. okay. that's, that's harsh, a true, that's you're harsh, a true Mike. hardcore hatred of this. I, no. even, <laughs> I even watched it as, as you said, Chris and, and Jim, Katie, you guys coming in blind. I watched it with my wife who knows nothing more about Mitch Rapp besides I'm a little bit obsessed. And she wonders um, where you disappear to once a week with Chris. <laughs> that, that is true. I get in the cave here, you know, and locked <laughs> virtually, in. Virtually, virtually. We <laughs> turned it off approximately 10, maybe no! 15 or 20 minutes in and what? said, really? and she doesn't even know the character and said, I don't think we could finish this movie. Oh and I am gosh. somebody who never, never pauses a movie. I do not even like bathroom breaks. I do not eat during a movie. I do not want to be distracted. Within six seconds, when the girlfriend said Mitch Rapp's name on the beach, within six seconds, I said, turn this off. It's crap. No, you, 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 you were too biased. That was rough. I was. That's no, I was. Rough. But Rosie said the same thing. And she has no attachment mm. to the character. Or the That's book very either. interesting. I, I, I would love to talk about the opening scene. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, let's, let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, so I would say that that opening was, I, with the whole proposal, he, so, you know, I'm assuming folks listening would have watched the movie or are familiar enough to know sort of what goes down, but he's yeah, proposing. Alert. <laughs> yeah, he's he's proposing to his girlfriend in the ocean um, at some resort. Uh, I don't think we in Mexico. Is the same Mexico? Was it Mexico? They're speaking, they're speaking okay. Spanish. Oh, Ibiza. Yeah, Ibiza, Spain. Spain. They're in Ibiza. 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 Barcelona. He does not say Ibiza. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so he. Uh, He's proposing and he's videotaping. He's using his videotaping. Jesus Christ, Jim. He's using his phone to take video of uh, the moment. And it's kind of like very millennial um, mm. influencer seeming like this whole vibe to me was that like they live a pretty incredible life to be what seemed like yeah, yeah. early 20s hanging out in Ibiza and getting and proposing and on apparently a beach. he's a graduate student. We a find grad, that out yeah, later. That so was, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Where, at Brown. Where are you getting that money from? Yeah. <laughs> Which made sense when he was in Providence later. But yeah. And then all hell break. He goes, he proposes. She says, yes. He says, I'm going to get drinks. He goes to the bar. Terrorists come and just start killing everybody on the beach. Um, okay. And, so yeah, go ahead. Reaction to that. So yeah, not so sure about the, you know, your camera perspective is switching between his actual footage and then like third person camera. Um, I, but definitely like it was, it was an effect, right? So you're, you're seeing it through his eyes for a minute. Um, you immediately get the sensation, like something's going to happen to the, yeah, the right. And so you're just waiting for like, how is this, is she going to disappear? What is, like, is somebody going to come and take her? Right? Like, what's the thing? <laughs> I was completely not expecting there to be a group of people with assault weapons, right? And I, one of the things for me that really worked in this film was the sound engineering. I, I felt I felt like that scene was very immersive, like the the, yeah. the pacing, so the the cinematography of like the camera traveling along with the folks as they were running, and then the the sound of of the the gunfire and and of the bullets landing in bodies, like. I thought that was a very jarring scene. It was pretty brutal, yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely got my attention. Right. 
Brian, I'm curious your take. Well, I saw this movie in the theater. Um, Okay. So, you know, last time I was on with you guys, we talked about this, but I started reading Minute Trap in 2000. So right, pretty much right after the um, transfer of power was in paperback. So, you know, at this point, you're waiting 17, 18 years for a movie. You've seen bad knockoffs of what he wrote, because there's so many movies that stole plot lines basically directly from his books because he could never White House down. Yeah, because you could never you could never get it. You could you just never got out. I mean, at what point Denzel was going to be the trap? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's where originally they were going to do. Oh, which one were they going to do? They were going to do, I think, Consent to Kill. Consent to Kill, planned, yes. And the script with, was written. Yes. I mean, it was really getting done. It was about to go into production. Um, so you're waiting, 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 and you go to see it. And honestly, going to see this in the theater is the only experience I ever had. I was so excited to go see this, but I had a young baby. So I couldn't get, usually I go the night at the time, like I go the night of the premiere and stuff. So I'm like, I got to go see it Saturday morning. So I buy the first ticket. I'm on the thing. I buy it. I show up at the theater and I realize I bought a ticket for the 4XD experience. Do you guys know what that is? Oh. It's when they strap you no into idea. the seat. Oh. The seats and rumble. It, the seats rumble and the sound effects uh, act as if oh, you are in the film. Brian. So when people are being oh. killed, it is blowing up. In oh my my God. Uh, when you get to the end uh, with the boat, water is being thrown onto me. <laughs> Ryan, I wish we had just, video like, of was, you watching I, this film. I, I had PTSD style. from this film. Yeah, no, I could not yeah. watch it for a, a long time. It's like Normandy. Let me tell you, it is not the film uh, to see when in this people getting stabbed have a newborn? and thrown backwards. Yeah. I mean, it was ter- it was terrifying. Reminding I mean, you of the fragility of uh, life and the yeah. anti-American sentiment. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not as terrifying as <laughs> and the, the lack of gun laws. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all of the things. <laughs> it was not as terrifying as the screenplay for this film, uh, which was awful. Uh, to be clear, the screenplay is awful. I think. Um, yeah, there's some rough stuff in some it, really bad it, stuff. <laughs> The, Especially the acting in the first scene, I think, is really bad. Yeah, she's I, terrible. You yep. are. <laughs> she is terrible. Even the, even lying dead. Oh God! There's it like spends <laughs> way too long on her face, and that is not the face. That's not the face. No, that's not I, the face. Know. I don't know. You've never seen it. It's just not. That the could face. be the face. No, I I don't think it's the face. <laughs> this movie, by the way, this this is to me the same issue as Without Remorse, which you guys did your episode on as well. Yeah. I hate origin films mm. and I feel like so much time is spent on origin films, trying to set up franchises as opposed to making a great movie that would then right. lead to a franchise. And the, the great example of this is, you know, Indiana Jones, right? Raiders, Raiders Lost like is not an origin film right. of Indiana Jones. You know, it was an amazing character that people want to be tied to. And, and then you went off. And people wanted to see more of it. To me, they make a MTV version of Mitch Rapp that is playing to a younger audience, not really to the audience of the genre, in my opinion. I mean, this is this is not a uh, 19, 20 year old female audience you're targeting for Mitch Rapp novels. You know, so I think they should have if they wanted to do the opening sequence, which I agree with Katie, I actually thought the opening sequence was pretty jarring and effective. 
Especially me, if you're watching it in 4DX. Yeah. Well, that was terrifying. XD, never, XD, never, DX, ever. DMX? Yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. things? <laughs> um, they should have then, in my opinion, jumped forward to he's already Mitch Rapp. Because mm-hmm. part of the problem, to, I, don't, I, I don't know how much growth we, we get from the beginning. From oh, after, you know, and to me, that's like a waste. To me, this is, I think they, I think Dylan O'Brien is fine. I like Dylan O'Brien as an actor. And if they want to go young, that's one thing. I think they should have gone with a super established actor and made this a legit action film where Midtrap is Midtrap because the people who are going to see this movie, by and large, are Midtrap fans or people who are going to like action movies. So you don't need an MTV origin version. Well, that's interesting, though, because I—I mean, I guess that that does depend on who, how you're marketing it, and who's going to see it. Because I think it probably works better for folks that don't. But it didn't make much. The the fact is, it didn't make much money. It it wasn't a box office success. Right. To me, it seems like this movie was focused the group, like focus group the shit out of it. You know, like how can we maximize our profit? All right, let's start with American Assassin. Let's not start with. Uh, a later one let's get a younger guy he, he can grow with the series yeah. you know L- let's get someone who is hip with the teens you know everyone will love it so that they way, were ahead when he of gets older like they'll they'll watch it and i yeah i agree with brian uh you should you should have done picked a middle middle book consent to kill might have actually been consent a, to kill a, is a great book to start is, with it's the, it's the best Vince Flynn novel and i right. think it would make Spoil- the be- make the best movie like spoiler alert for for Katie and Jim, like Mitrap loses his wife in that movie, like via an explosion. Like that would have just like there's so, and also that book is like 700 pages, so there's just a lot to of story to go off of. American Assassin is not that long of a book, and and they don't even to me they decide all right we can't have it set in what 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 is the book set in the 90s. No, I mean, it's in late 80s, early 90s, because it's right after right. the yep. Lockerbie bombing, which was 88. Right. So now, now they're like, all right, we need to set it forward present time. We can't have it set in the past. Why couldn't they have it set in the past? What's the problem with setting it in the past? Right. I would have loved to see this because in the book, there's so many references to 1980s Beirut, which is just such a textured just the, the geography of it and the visual sensations that you could bring out on a set by doing Beirut. I don't know any other movies that I'm, I'm familiar with that have covered that time period. Maybe I Navy like... Seals, Michael Bean, Charlie Sheen. There we go. Check I it out. Like they could have captured something like yeah. that here. They could Instead, have. They if, jumped would, from would... Ibiza to Libya to Poland to Turkey to Rome, and it just seemed like there was no rhyme or reason for those places except they wanted to do an Italian job esque around the globe, mm-hmm. you know, looking, look at me. I'm in all these places doing action. Yeah. Well, Katie and Jim, a question for you. Would you guys have had a problem if this movie was not set in present day, but set in the past? No, no. I mean, I, I, my, the only thing I was thinking of was that it would change the technology. Right. So, you know, we, we right. see them. Obviously, You'd have to change using some of that stuff. Cell phones, cell phones and, tracking, yeah. maybe for all the of those better. kinds of things. But, but yeah, I don't know if any of that's really necessary for the storyline. No, I, yeah, and you know what's funny is like going back to the idea of like this is playing to a younger crowd. I honestly, one of the things that worked for me and I thought was going to be a huge problem was Dylan O'Brien, and I think. 
the problems I have with the script and the problems I have with the derivative, like cliche things of like the grizzled guy, the grizzled Yoda teaching the young guy and coming back for him and breaking his own rules, like all of in the femme fatale and, and all that other shit that is just done a million times over. Dylan O'Brien as Mitch Rapp is, is something that we, we have not seen at least as an action like star. It reminded me of um, Gone Baby Gone when you have Casey Affleck walking into that bar and I'm like, this Casey Affleck is going to be a tough guy. And within one scene, I was like, oh, this is different and he's fucking awesome. And I don't know that I had that moment with Dylan O'Brien, but to me, it was interesting how that like even just his build of his body like subverts the idea of like what we'd expect an american assassin to look like like it's not john ham or you know someone that's just like could step into a james bond role you know like like gerard butler yeah right right. i actually here's the thing i think dylan o'brien is good in this movie yeah but he's just not mitch rack that's yeah. fair. And that's, I don't, yeah, that's so, the, but, but the, so that's the thing. And, yeah. and, and to me, that's possibly the problematic situation. And I, here's the thing. I, by waiting as long as they waited for whatever, for a myriad of different reasons. The studios. Yeah. It, it was, I, I think it was, you're setting yourself up for an impossible situation in the casting of this movie. And you see it with some of these other things. Uh, Clive Cussler, right? Dirk Pitt. Whoever they cast as him. I thought Matthew McConaughey. I actually don't mind that. The big example that you guys brought up is, is Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher. I love the first Jack Reacher movie. The first Jack mm. Reacher movie is a great movie. Uh, I was too short. <laughs> but who Elijah cares? Craig. See, that's what I don't... But that's my point. Like, I don't care. And because... The yeah. essence of what that character was was what Tom Cruise was playing. He doesn't. That's why Denzel Washington as Mitch Rapp, sure, because I think he would have been able to embody like the core tenets of what that character is, which is all I really care about. My issue is this, and this might be sacrilegious, and some people who are listening, when I don't particularly like American Assassin in the book. I think it's okay. I, I it's not in my top five books. Of um, Mitch Rapplewer, I, I, I take, I, 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 take. I, I just don't. I, you know what? And the reality is this: I was okay with them writing an origin story because of how much I was already bought in to Mitch Rapp. Just like in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, why do I love seeing um, River Phoenix playing Indy and having all that stuff go on? Because I love Indiana Jones yeah. already. If you right. don't know the character, I, I don't need the origin. Well, I, let's be fair, dude. You're, you already know the character and don't like the origin movie. That's a perspective that only certain people have. True. I mean, it could be fair. I mean, and that's but fine. That, but I just, to and, me, you need to have an interest. And it, without remorse, have the same problem, right? Like, that's why I tell John, people not 
when they want to read the books, don't start with American. Yeah, Assassin. I wouldn't. I, I, no, I always in publication read them. order. Yes, always. Yes. Right. But I think like John Clark, the reason without remorse, the novel works so well is, you know, by that point, as a reader of Tom Clancy's work, who he is, who he is. And he's so bad. At, you're intrigued to go into that. And that like, that's one of my like issues here is I, I feel like kind of like without remorse, they're trying to get us to a point where that end sequence and the elevator door closes on Dylan O'Brien is Mitch Rapp. And you're like, no, dude, this dude is a badass. And wait till you see the next movie. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I don't know if I want to see another version of this iteration of Mitch Rapp. I think mm-hmm. it could have been to your point, very compelling. I don't know if you call it a flashback or however you would do it, but I think it'd be very compelling to see a gritty hardened Mitch Rapp towards the very beginning of this movie, if not the opening scene, that way when the beach scene hits and you see him as a kid with his girlfriend letting his guard down, like, wait, 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 what's going on? How is he just hanging out and letting his guard down? We just saw him do this, you know, super crazy, like maybe the Tripoli scene. I think the Tripoli scene where he's being interrogated and he works his way into this cell could have been a really intriguing opening. And then you say, you know, six months prior and you show him on the beach, just kind of this wonky. He's kind of a, he's kind of lanky uh, kind of guy who can't stand up to all these shots being fired. And in my mind, I would go, what the hell happened to get him from there to this Tripoli scene where he's holding his own and getting into a terrorist uh, cell and he mastered Arabic and he looks like he could fit in the Middle East. To me, that would have been a compelling story because I would have said during the beach scene, holy shit, how the hell does he train and get there? And I would have bought into the dojo scene and his fights. I would have bought into him and his apartment with the throwing knives. I didn't buy into that. Was that much, yeah. It was too early. It was too early of just let's give a montage of him training himself to become a badass without me having a teaser of who he's going to become. Well, here's my question. Can we ask this question to Katie and Jim? Because they haven't read the books. As somebody who doesn't read it, in this genre of novels, there is, I think, no one that matches up to Mitch Rapp. He is like the gold standard, badass, kills everybody, one-man wrecking machine, nobody touches him, Superman character, right? I mean, he is amazing. Do you get that vibe from what's given in the movie? Or do you get the vibe that he's like... Good question. Do do you know, because that's one of the things, right? Like when you first are introduced as a reader to Mitch Rapp in Transfer of Power, he is already like, he's more than John Clark. He's more than any of these other characters. And that, again, makes you want to interest again in the Mike's point of, that would make me interested to see how he got to that point. If well, I don't so, know that's where he's going, there's, that's, a, that's a lot of buy-in there's no to buy-in. get to that. So I think there's an interesting comparison to, you have a lot of movies like this that, are, that begin with somebody who is already military trained, you know, you know some sort of an agent of the law, um, a Navy SEAL, right? Where you know just because of their role that they have received years of training. Yeah. And so this, to me, is different in that um, I haven't seen as many stories, you mentioned Indiana Jones, where it's supposed to be sort of your average guy, you know, that for whatever reason has now been 
put into this role of, you know, being a, a, an action hero. Uh, <laughs> well, I Indiana Jones that, is not an action hero. I, well, he so, is, though. But he screws up more than he gets right. Totally. <laughs> but he's supposed to be like an average guy that's the star of action films. I mean, that's who he is. And and he fights like a scrapper, you know. I mean, he's not he's not a he's not a Navy SEAL. He's right, not right. He, right. Like he's not a soldier. Um, but Mitch Rapp, I, to me, so I was thinking about John Wick as I usually do, <laughs> and how not compelling the beginning of John Wick is to me. How unbelievable the beginning of John Wick is to me to get somebody to the point where they're going to do. And fine, he already wanted to kill people before the dog died. But this, I was like, yep. If that happens, <laughs> all the fucks are gone. Well, I have given all of the fucks. I, I will say kill that everyone. The, the thing that this movie does that I think a lot of action movies miss, and we talked about this when we did Face Off just last week. Terrible fucking movie. This movie, while there's insane violence, and and it's depicted in this oh, movie, God, which the I have to give them credit for. Like, wasn't ready. The violence in this movie is is intense. intense it is well shot, and, and it is visceral. This thing, good word. Yeah. That's where I was going too. Yeah. You feel it in your body. They are not like typically, and and I, I obviously I can't speak speak for the genre of books, but the genre of movies that are like this are typically so flippant with with right. death and and human life in a way that the violence doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like John right. Wick, it doesn't matter. No one cares. It's like, like, look at how cool this it, yes. is when I shoot this gun this way. And I don't no, think you ever down. get that way in this movie, which I think is actually a, a credit to it to some extent. Um, True. Yeah, I, I always felt the people that were that were dying or may yeah, have ended up even dead. even the folks that were not characters, right? No. So like, yeah. you know, it was Hurley, well done. Yeah. Hurley suffocates or break, how does he kill the MP? He doesn't kill the MP. Well, he, he just, he just, oh, I thought he did yeah. at the end. No, I, thought he just he did. I thought there was supposed to be a little twisty. I thought he was going to kill him. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so I, I do appreciate that. And, and I think having... I, and to answer Brian's question, which was like 20 minutes ago or whatever, I don't <laughs> think that I got the Superman aspect of that. But for me... I should have said Iron Man, by the way. You should have said something else because Superman is my least favorite comic book <laughs> character ever. He's not fucking interesting. He can do whatever he wants. And so, like, to me, that would be a not interesting character for me. It does right. feel like since that incident, he has been relentless in one pursuit, which is making himself into a machine. Right? But he's like, also, he's also this, the, the moment that I love, and I don't love it, but I think the characterization moment that I, I kind of latched onto was the, the virtual reality simulation thing where they're, they're oh, shocking them, which is dumb. It's a dumb thing, and it would have fit in really well with, like, a 90s movie because, like, we were pretending to do all that shit. Um, and I have issues with the training sequences to begin with, but... Um, I was going to ask you guys about that next. But I do love the idea that, like, he's never going to give in to what Hurley wants him to give in to. And that makes him special in a way that none of the other people will ever get to. And I'm sorry, again, I'll be the novice in this group always. 
um, having not as many action films or Roadhouse. novels. You know I love Roadhouse. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the training sequences because to me it was introducing a novel concept, like very specific skills that they would want in somebody like this that I just, you know, wouldn't my, have considered My problem before. is that it was just so derivative and I hate it. Honestly, I hate it. Um, Michael Keaton, his the really? acting and the writing, the writing for that part is brutal until, until he's captured. It's so cliche. Wow. It's just was, this- as, as a book reader, I think they captured who Hurley is the best with yes. Michael Keaton. Like that's, I think the best casting and they actually even use most of his lines from the actual novel. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I did not feel that way. That, I and I Michael was going to say, I love Michael. <laughs> Keaton. I actually, I think he's casting, the highlight of my, he's, he's feeling. the only one I would say was a I standout was knockout. Got it right. I wouldn't say his acting was consistently knockout. Start no. And the writing but of his in comparison to the other not. stuff. Compared a little bit of vulture, a little bit of Birdman came he out. He rose above. It's the right. It's the writing. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's how Hurley's presented in just the. To me, it was just like a. Oh my god! Like, do we need this character again? But but that's my point yes. in terms of again. <laughs> yes, but it, as but this a character reader, is, right? Forty no, years that's, old. No, but that's the point. Like as a reader, no, twenty. Like no, you go back was, to well, American. How, you go back to American Assassin, right? As a reader. You've seen Hurley. You've seen all these characters. So you're you're intrigued in just kind of. Is he in the first s- book? In the first public? No, published no he book? comes in a little bit later, and he's much older. Yeah, yeah but of it's, course. But like it's but it's interesting then to see that dynamic and come back after you've established who the characters are. But like, is, of- you know what that scene that 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 moment sort of reminded me of that that which I I honestly don't remember if I liked it or not. The the recruit with um, Colin Farrell. Oh yes, and, and which was a, a Pacino. Pacino. And it was an a okay very, movie, I but think. it's a very similar vibe, actually. Yeah. To that. And I, I just the grizzled guy. Like I, I was hoping that they would give him. Like I liked the the little relationship he had with um, the woman, um, who is the, the assistant of, director. Yeah, the assistant director. Ugh. Can we, we need to talk but, about that. Yeah, she's her. She was not a great actress, um, or she didn't do a great job, or, or the lines were whatever written was not great. But I just wanted him to be unrecognizable as like the cliche mentor in an assassin situation. Mm. Like, yeah, there was just too much of like. I just knew him already. It just felt like, eh, okay. It's funny you mentioned that he he comes off as a cliche. Because that's what I like about his character and who he is. It's just it got swallowed up in all these other cliche yeah. things going on. The virtual reality training yes. because we oh, got to do something edgy just because. And this sappy moment on the beach. And then um, Irene Kennedy saying, he's special. He's the chosen one. We've got to recruit him. Off so the charts. Tropes that when you get to him, it's like, oh, God, another trope. But that's it's so very cliche. The whole, the whole but movie that's, is very cliche. But, Mike, here's, here's, but here's the, can I say this? This is the issue when you wait so long to do something because, uh, you know, Vince Flynn's work was so informing of this whole genre. Yeah, yeah. That 
other writers, whether it be filmmakers or authors, are stealing his stuff. And by the time we finally start to see his stuff, it's been done. We've seen it so many times that we don't even, unless you really know that this came first, you're I not. I mean, to be fair, he's I'm, I'm talking Miyagi. about. No, no, like, I know, but I'm saying like in terms of like some of the, the, the characterizations and action sequences, which by the way are not done well in this yeah. movie. Do you buy any of the fighting, shooting, hand to hand? I actually combat, thought this film was some of it. Yeah. I gotta say, really? in rewatch, when I wasn't being thrown around in a movie chair, <laughs> um, being stabbed and, and bunched. I had real blood thrown on me, I think, at one point. Oh, That's God. how intense this When she uh, stabs the guy in the foot and then the uh, eyeballs. Oh, the eyeballs always that was, get but, me. And then she stomps on the... No, no I do. I do. Oh, I thought the film itself was We've beautiful. had three boat scenes in the past few movies that we've watched. Yeah. This was the best. This was the got best it. one. Yeah, this but I hate the boat scene. action scene. Yeah. This, oh, my God. This, we've seen some let, bad ones. Let me tell you, the huge... I think the hugest... A number one big biggest complaint is this is a Vince Flynn movie with an awful villain that makes no sense that I don't care about that is like yeah. plot point. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to get into that. X from but, yeah, Friday but it has, yeah. it has nothing to do with Mitch Rapp. It, this is, that's a Stan well, Hurley thing. And they're trying to do the parallels the of how he trained him. Yeah, stuff. go ahead, go yeah. ahead. What do you guys think about speaking of these tropes we've got to stop them from reassembling a nuclear weapon yeah, and iran is selling nuclear parts sure. and it's there's back one to the future to put so it all the, together the, the, the piece of it that would have been awesome if the delorean was in this though i would have loved that i think that we have this notion of like you know no no soldier left behind no agent left behind we're we're deep into the west wing right now you know, and so there's a lot of that storyline of like, yeah. you know, we've got soldiers behind enemy lines, like sending in the seals to rescue, right? Like rescue scenarios. And so this whole notion of sort of um, if you got if you get captured, nobody knows about you, right? Like you you've got to take care of business. You're yourself. disavowed, like Mission right. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's an interesting concept, very much so. Um, it certainly again it introduces that notion of like, what kind of a person would hear that and be like, yeah, I'm still in. I'm still in for that. You know, like nobody's coming to get me. The origin story to me sells yeah. that of like, he has nothing left to live for. Like there True. is, there is nothing but for him. But I think him. what they're talking about is like, the, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. It just always takes me a little while to wind up, you know? <laughs> As you can tell, Brian and Katie talk a lot. <laughs> I, I get in when I can and then I get out. And now I lost it. I have no idea what I was going to say. Well, I would say that, yeah, the, the plot that is happening in this movie after the first 20 minutes is very derivative. It's very, we've seen it a million times. The thing that was interesting for me that sort of like, because after that beach sequence, I was like in, I was like, okay, that was, that was really intense. I want to see where this goes. Do I buy that in 18 months? He's that guy. I don't know. No. No. Because no. he's supposed to be an all-American. Like, the, the yeah. thing they don't set up is, like, in the book, he's an all-American athlete. He's yeah, all these, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense right. that a right. guy, not a graduate I student would, from Brown. Yeah, no yeah, offense yeah. to any graduate hey, student. Katie, I, I mean, Chris was, yet, I Chris was a graduate student from Cornell. I appreciated the fact that what I thought was going to be the major plot of this movie was wrapped up in the first 25 minutes. And that could be bad or good. 
But when the terrorist cell was was attacked and that that guy was killed, who was like his main target, I was like, at that moment, I'm like, oh shit, like where's this gonna go now? And I was I was actually even more interested after that moment. And the fact that the rest of the movie is sort of this it, at that point, you're right. It does turn into the Hurley show because it's more his story and his letting go of ghost and, and bringing Mitch rap up. I kind of get that, that like the idea of the nuclear weapons. It's like, come on. No. So, but the, the thing that I was going to say before that I thought was believable was the notion of this, um, abandoned agent, right. Who like, Yes, I thought that was very interesting. Of like that, that, like that. In theory, somebody could sign up for this plan of like if you if you end up captured, no one's coming for you. And to then me it's that th- same. Then that torture. The, so clearly, he was yeah. tortured. Right? It's the same idea, though. That I had the same problem I have with without remorse, is that I, I like the the idea of the villain in that is like we need to create a villain so that it that's not a real thing like no. it, if there was money involved i would understand and in this movie there's money involved mm-hmm. to some extent and but then he kind of th- that part gets really weird cuz it's like he's he's selling the thing wh- I'm still not sure why he needed. I guess he needed a physicist. Yeah, like, I'm not sure. But why then he, he just kills it. everybody because he, he just yeah. wants to blow up the navy. So it's not about. Yeah, money. like you I, think it's and, about money, then right. it's not about. But money. I also not. think like if someone was that crazy to do what he to try to do what he was doing, do you think like a couple navy ships off the off the coast of Italy is something that? Right. he would be shooting for like that seems like, got to be an yeah. easier target you than drive that. it can to, we be fair try to get it into like new york city or something like if you really want just to set it off well the they Vatican, couldn't do that right? because they did that in the awful jack ryan movie with I chris just, pine that was it, already the right. plot like, of that movie but that but doesn't I will say this to talk about the I, final action i will sequence. say this all of that aside which i hate that kind of stuff when it's like derivative i was i was actually interested in in a lot of the action and I was sort of interested in like where the characters were going. Um, and while I did hate like the clicheness of the femme fatale, I actually liked the idea of how they didn't really shy away from the complexities of like the intelligence community. So like the fact that she was a, that she was working for Iran, right. As like an, as a agent, but not, "Quote unquote," the bad Iran, you know, like right, I thought that right. was somewhat interesting. <laughs> I agree that that might have been one of the smartest moves that this movie did on its own. Mm-hmm. That it's not borrowing from Vince Flynn, and then um, Rap discovering that in the field, and Hurley held it from him, and you get to see Hurley being, you know, a spy spy. He's working the good faction in Iran, yeah, to blow the whole the blow the whole procedure basically and get the upper hand. And Annika is such a key part of it. And she was one of the only, I think, good actors start to finish of her role. Oh, although, my the cringe... Why did she kill herself? She's Yeah, that was so not... So that great. rap had an easier decision. <laughs> yeah. I know, but but why didn't she just grab the gun and then shoot him? Or, yeah. like, grab... I, I, I just had... The, I those are the questions when die, you ask but... movies a lot you can't answer. My question is for Chris and Mike. Having gone through all the novels now, and you're doing the deep dives, talking to Kyle, you know, you're constantly talking to other Mitch Rap 
fans. What was the biggest disappointment for you? What do you think that they missed the most? Was there something like in the books that you love that they just completely whiffed on in, in terms of doing this? I, I could say two things, but one of them is a cop out in the sense of it doesn't actually happen in American Assassin, but the side of Mitch Rapp that is so integral to his character is him on the domestic side of things. He can make the politicians in the U.S. government quake just as badly as he can the terrorists abroad. So that whole part of him navigating the political waters of the USA that are trying to hold him and the intelligence community back by playing games. I would have loved to see that. But again, that's kind of a cop out because that doesn't happen in the book and it's an origin story. Well, that so goes to, but that yet. goes to the choice of this is the book. Right. Um, so that's why to me, it was a disappointment that that is such an integral part of who rap is and it is not presented in this movie. And so people who this is their only avenue to Mitch Rap, or the only time they'll ever get to know him, never see what I think is like 75% of the importance of who he is. He will battle the politicians and not put up with any bullshit on the home front to create the space for the guys in the field to do what they need to. So that part was not here at all. In terms of this movie, when I watched it being a disappointment, I got to say Dylan O'Brien. You really not didn't buy it. You can make a great action movie that has nothing to do with the story, and I would be okay with it. You can make a great action movie that has its own plot that doesn't check out, but you make it fun or visceral and make it gritty like we were saying this one does okay. But if your character just sucks, I'm done. And to me, you took one of the characters, one of my, my favorite literary creation in the world, and I hated almost every piece wow. of Wow. Mm. Chris, interesting. All right, I'm, I'm not as harsh as, as Mike on that. I, I'm I sorry, thought I'm a downer today. It's the how now that... brown cow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have another. Have beer. another. You'll feel better. I thought. All right. So for again, Katie and Jim, Mitch Rapp is supposed to be this all American lacrosse star from Syracuse University, not from Brown. Exactly. Um, huge fault by them. That's a different. Him. That's a different so, person. I think it's fine that he's got a a water bottle full with dip juice sitting in his car. All American, (laughs) exactly. An all American, that grizzly player in the country. Um, I I think Dylan O'Brien could pass as a lacrosse star. Like he's skinny, wiry. Yeah. Um, some of the things uh, they went over the top in terms of how he quips with with uh you know like the one shrink yeah, who they, yeah that they, was they, rough yeah like like he's at this time in the book he's not quite there yet they're trying to capture like some of the things that he's done later 10 yeah. books yeah. much later but but then it doesn't make me it makes him just seem like more of like an arrogant asshole which in the beginning we don't we don't really get i i don't feel like we get that he's an arrogant asshole we get that he's been driven obviously by this crazy well, in the book, it's a helicopter um, airplane attack, but in here, you know, it's the, the beach. beach attack. But yeah, that was my biggest thing is like, they, they sort of, I was okay with the casting, but they just got them a little bit off. And then Jim said it right off the bat. This is, it seems like more of a Stan Hurley movie than a Mitch Rapp movie. Like uh, Michael Keaton is the main star of this movie, not Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. 
I, I and just the, plot, the whole second half of the plot line too. Right. How it because to him the, and Ghost. the villain has nothing to do with, with Mitch Rapp. It's all, it's all about how Hurley fucked up and let this guy, you know, go, which is not from the book at all. Um, and now Mitch has to clean it up barely, you know, and then I, but that's the side story. The end scene is too. it the main story? Is that well, a side? I, yeah, is it the side story? I don't know. The main well, story? I see. I I always argue this, and I've I see this with without remorse. All these things. I've always been an advocate, and it's becoming more and more common now. And Jack Carr's doing it with his series. I, I books translate better to short form series. series. Don't even get me yeah. started on what happened to my favorite book. I, I, What's I, your favorite the book? Dark Tower. We can't, we don't bring it up. It's very. Now, here's, here's the thing. Leading, leading, the, leading, the movie was bad, right? No, so, we, we don't, don't bring the. Leading off. Would you to like a How Now Brown Cow? Yes. Maybe. Penny. I haven't <laughs> watched it. Watch that. The, Jim the, refuses to watch it. Now, here's the, the, the weirdest part. Like, sort of the opposite of what you guys are dealing with. They cast Idris Elba as Roland. Brilliant cast. We were so excited. We were so excited. Like, <laughs> Granted, Roland's a white guy with blue eyes and doesn't, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, great Idris example of it. Would totally nail the everything about that character. They cast Matthew McConaughey as the villain, the man in black. Like literally and so if you're familiar with the stand, the walking dude role is 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 the bad guy in the Dark Tower as well. Same guy. Perfect fucking casting. Mm-hmm. Both characters. And then they take what is almost like 7,000 pages worth of book and put it in an hour and a half. Movie. It's an 80 minute. I don't even know if it got to 90 minutes. I, mm, that's so rough. But, yeah. too, so, how now but, but, yeah. but so that's my point. So it's like interesting to me. If you are going to do American assassin, do it as a series and you're mm-hmm. building with Dylan O'Brien and we're going to see that rap. If you are only going to give me two hours, you need to give me uh, like all out, Insane. And this is my problem without remorse, where I think they should have just made it Rainbow Six movie. Give me that action, that sequence in Russian without remorse. Give me a, a movie of that. Yeah. That's what give me without, I mean, even without consent, which I love. I had concerns about them turning that into a movie because it's so long. Just give me Rich Mitrap as a badass. Kyle Mills, I'm, and this might anger people, but I think Kyle Mills, Mitrap books are better suited for a film mm, like a lethal yeah. a lethal agent um i could see that you know it would be a good like one of those where you has he almost has that mission impossible vibe like in the last book in the airplane we've talked about that before like that to me is cinematic you can package that up you can put that in a two hour 15 minute movie if you want to do that or i could see kyle's as a series but I think if you're going to do origin, you have to say we're going to invest eight episodes in American Assassin and then keep building Dylan O'Brien. I don't think it translated in an hour and 50 minute film. Right. You don't get the intensity. You don't get that stuff that Mike's talking about, the fighting on the domestic front. And I think that the thing that really set me off of this movie is I hate the Irene character. She's my favorite character in the entire series. Yeah, and she's, I, she's mine too. And I like to me, it wasn't even the act. I just didn't. I just didn't like the character. It didn't. The writing was any, terrible. Her dialogue, like was, but she was just written. her didn't yep. feel like what that relation. All of that to her, me her, is the, the way she talked to Hurley. There was nothing in was me that worst. believed yeah. that she knew him for her entire right. life. And, or and that's like, you know, the, like 
the core yeah, of yeah. the early books, which I loved, was A, Mitrap is mysterious. And, and that mystery adds to the excitement of that character. That right. this you don't know as much about him. You don't know everything about him. And that makes him a more interesting character. Mm. But his relationship yeah. with Irene fleshes that out. And then Stansfield and her and like the, the triangle of that. And Stansfield is a, a throwaway character in this film. And that as just a reader, yeah, that was tough to see. as a reader bothers me. But I also think it sets up a generic film. I think this is a generic yeah. film. Yeah. Um, which is hard when it's a, a book series of 20 some odd books that you have, which is probably would be Jim's issue if he ever tortures himself yeah. and watches The Dark Tower. How do you turn a 7,000 page opus this amazing story and all you can produce is a less than 90 minute film in the dark tower like what are people doing sony sony's terrible the the so um two things one is a little bit of a hot take and two i'll start with the second one did you guys tell kyle that i thought he was a middle reliever for the braves uh, <laughs> I hope not. We, I don't we, think anyone we, has talked to him since. We Kyle haven't was, talked to him since, but we're going to. He is currently uh, living in Spain now, I believe, right? He's made yeah, the move. He's made the move. Ibiza? He's the beaches Ibiza? of Ibiza. Ibiza? <laughs> He's had a uh, Two drinks. Make them strong. That part, first off, if you're, if you're a lacrosse bro, that is not how you fucking order drinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't care if there's a language drinks. barrier. Language barrier, the one place, the one place there is not a language you, barrier. You're at an all you're at an all inclusive. You say, give me the freaking bottle. Yeah. And I'm going that back bartender into the water. Might have been my favorite casting. It was, the whole it was, <laughs> it was he pretty just good. Up a golf course like he was a golf pro somewhere, and they were like, hey dude, come here and be the bartender. Speak sort of Spanish for the scene. What was your second thing? Uh, my second thing, I the thing that's weird for me for the Mitch Rapp stuff is his name for some reason. Oh, come on. It's just a two-syllable thing. I, I have a hard time with it. All right. There's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, so I I, yeah. Can we please talk about the ending of this film? Yeah, yes. let's get yes. to the because sixth place. Katie, tell us. Be, what do you think because about Because, number one, the bomb always gets diffused. Yeah, right? oh, that's yes. true. Every... Action film I have ever seen, they defuse the bomb. Katie was on the edge of her seat. On the edge of my seat. (laughs) Two, I don't think we've ever seen, I haven't, what would it look like for the naval fleet to actually prepare for a nuclear detonation? Yeah. Right? And so, again, like visceral reactions. Um, Watching soldiers put on gas masks... And hold on for dear life. Thinking, Clearly, you forget watching it. Hunt for Red October, which we actually oh, did on yeah, our I show. Did watch that. that. Anyway, we're gonna just pretend there was no happen. nuke in in play there. Uh, the the sub was gonna melt down. Felt a little different. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to say I was sh- I said to Jim I was like this this can't be CGI. It, the I thought that that looked incredible. The, like the so they did aerials of the boats. You could see the, the, you know, the naval officer, folks, soldiers. I keep using the word soldiers. You can tell I have no, I don't have any of the words. The people are on top of the boats (laughs) running about. And then, you know, the camera lifts and you've got the whole fleet. You get the, the immense nature of these ships, right? 
and then you're in the cabin. Like there was a lot of just, feel, mm -hmm. it felt very personal mm -hmm. on top of it feeling massive. And then right. to watch that bomb go off and see the impact and the time that that took and the way that they let it play out. I thought that was an incredible scene. It's funny because they have such amazing moments like that with such a cliche moment of the captain yeah, being right. like, I should shoot the boat. I yes. should it's like, why? It's, yeah, the I wanted to, to say, this movie. That like, was one that was the coolest cinematography and like actual planning out of how you're gonna film and make this scene feel. That to me, I almost want to say that was one thing I liked about the movie. <laughs> but it, I roll my it. eyes because the plot, I'm just like I, I, the nuke in Rome made no sense to me. And then the, why would Ghost want to hit this fleet makes no sense to me. So I wasn't bought into the plot of it, but the filming of it was pretty cool. And yeah. then here's like a meta thing. And I definitely want to get Brian and Chris's take on. I almost am really happy if this was a conscious decision. Did you see a little Memorial Day in this scene? Well, I, it, I made me wish they had actually filmed memorial day instead right. of this film the biggest sin is choosing this one instead of another one i don't so think the people the involved in this film have read memorial day uh, you, you think so that, that's the problem all right the in the memorial day spoiler yeah. alert mitch finds the nuke on the water and then has to take it on a helicopter and drop it into a mountain yeah and is it the question is are these people have they heard of that before or they're remembering it? Do they, I, not, do they know I it's would, I would venture thing? a guess of no about that. Uh, the best part of this movie might be in the film extras where David Brown gives an interview. He's actually in one of the DVD extras. Oh, really? So you can actually hear him. he was on the set of the film. Uh, I actually this, picked up the Blu-ray just to watch that. Just and to watch, watch the, the David, pictures, which I still have to do. Here's my question for Katie and Jim. Do you want to read a Mitch Rapp novel after seeing this movie? Mm, or would you want to see a sequel to this movie? Because the yes. reality is, and yes. question. okay. Because wow, that, but, I love because, it. but mm -hmm. that's, but that to me is had goal, to right? be the goal, right? You have right. to draw people to the character to read the movie. And then you have to see another one. That's the only reason to do and to do. the. Well, I don't think, story, I don't opinion. think the, I don't think when they're making the movie, the books. They don't are really hurt. care about people coming to read the books, but yeah. but I would. I I did I did watch this and think this is the kind of action novel that yes. I could get well, into. You know what's funny? Yeah, and Brian knows the type of stuff I read. I never read stuff like this. No. Um, I would say I would be more likely to watch the sequel to a movie than to watch to read the book. Yeah, but I. I do think there's a problem at the end of this movie, which is like, you, it, for me, it's kind of like you do need to jump ahead five years here, or this is just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not giving this an F anymore. Katie, you're going to give it a D plus. Yes. Wanting to pick <laughs> up the book. I was it, thinking about that. F to a D. It really you, does. Because you asked me that with Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which for me was a snooze fest. Like it did not make me want. We should get read anything. To I don't disagree. We should get Katie to apply to be a Mitch Rapp ambassador. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're making the push. Seriously. We're doing it. <laughs> we should we gotta get David Brown. Somebody <laughs> no. 
We got to get arcs for Jim and Katie. They only need one. They can share it. We got to get on the line. And I thought, I get why these guys we really gotta enjoy these We got to get David. Some, get in touch with answer. David. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I, like, I'm going up from an F to a D, and I'm making it my mission <laughs> to get you a signed copy of this yes. book. Could we? Right there. Maybe it's you'll summer, actually. I have so much time to read. Maybe you'll Buy, actually finally book. watch my interview with Kyle now. Since now you guys I will. didn't watch it. You know, I might go to a D plus. But I think that's part of why I like this so much is that it's not my first go-to you know literary style or literary genre or movie genre like i brian knows we did not katie and i did not love john wick which is no. like sacrilege among most action movie folks this even though there are so i find almost all of these movies cliche in almost their entire story arc and everything that happens so like the moments in this that the action felt different than other movies and the fact that I didn't see Dylan O'Brien as like an action star but as as someone who is and they could have done a much better job here I'm not saying they nailed it I didn't see him I I felt him as someone trying to figure it out and go along the way I think that's where this movie could have like vastly improved but probably would have been moved even further away from your idea of Mitch right. Rapp, which well, is like and in the beginning, don't show me a guy who's quipping to the to the psychiatrist. Show me a guy who's like barely holding it together but still able to do to infiltrate in a cell. Well people forget like the the true intro, the absolute true intro to Mitch Rapp in the literary series, you can it, it is quite possibly one of the best chapters ever wrote the intro to who Mitch Rapp is in transfer of power when he's like hiding out in that alley at the, that's there. And I think that's the problem. The, one of the things I think the big issue with this is this movie from the very beginning was going to go one or two ways with true Mitch Rapp fans and Vince Finn plans. They're going to be the people who felt they had to def- get on the wall and defend it because they've been waiting for ever. And they were going into that movie and almost nothing that was put on screen was going to matter. They were going to say it's amazing because it's Mitch Rapp. And then you had people who were walking in there, like every novel that's turned into a film, and it's not going to meet their vision of who Mitch Rapp is in their minds. Because again, the great thing about reading is you're the director, you're the cinematographer, right. and, and they're going to hate it. And that's so me with most uh, yeah. like literary interpretations. And that's like so. when I, when I talked about without remorse, I went in and said, I have no expectation. This is going to be anything like the book and it clear, mm. even less so <laughs> than wasn't. this was. And, and it still didn't meet the expectation for me. Um, this one, there were moments that I, I felt like the Vince Flynn novels were creeping in and then it would like go away for five minutes. Right. And then I would right. feel like it's starting to come back in and it's going away for a minute. And again, I wish, and, and this is never going to happen because this was a $33 million budget, which back then was a decent, you don't see these mid budget movies anymore. So it had to be a franchise. I, I, with all of Hollywood, I wish they would just make a movie to make a great single movie. And if it's good enough to deserve something else, then you do it. And, I think there's enough source material, even if they did a completely original Mitch Rat movie and said, we'll steal a little bit from this. We'll steal a little bit from that. And we're just going to make this amazing. Like I, you know what 
the kind of a spoiler, but you guys did with without remorse already, so it's not a huge spoiler. Give me that Russian sequence in without remorse when they are in that building. Katie and Jim, you remember that? Like, yeah, that's the best. It's the best. Give me that in this movie. Just this is what Mitch Rapp is. If you're going to ignore, if you're going to choose to ignore all the intrigue of the domestic front, then just give me badass Mitch Rapp, Iron Man with Scott. Give me all the guys, have him turn it into a mission, a real time mission. Uh, and give me that movie or give me a, t- or give me a TV series. And Don't so do they it. kill it? Is this done? They're not doing it. I can't. Uh, By the uh, way, I, I, it's, I don't think it made enough. And honestly, I don't think it's unfair to say within the community of Mitch Rapp fans that this is not a super well-received movie. Is that a fair assessment or am I off base with that? Yeah, no. I, even, even when we talked to you know, David Brown, the, the publicist, he, he was very, he wouldn't like, come out diplomatic, and say he, didn't. Probably, he, he was very right. diplomatic about it, but you, uh, if you're dip- being diplomatic about it, then that means you don't like it. You know, like it's you either funny, like it or you're diplomatic about it. But so. I didn't even know this movie exists. Until right, exactly. Again, that's a bad thing. That's yeah, a bad that, thing. But that's not, that is not the fault of what we saw on the screen. I, because I'm trying to think when it came out, 2017. There's a ton of, I just want to say like, the, this is, as far as these movies go, this is not awful. This is no, I, I no, completely there agree. Are, at all. There are much, yes. much worse. You know what this is that I knew existed when they yes. came out. This is a movie that is watchable. You watch it, you think, hey, you know what? That was that. If you don't have investment in it at all, if you have not invested yourself in it, you say, you know what, this is okay. Dylan O'Brien, okay, I don't know. Summer, no yeah, well, no, summer blockbuster. Yeah, it's a good summer blockbuster. It's not a good summer blockbuster. It's a good movie that HBO would have on it. 10 o'clock at night. Let's do it. Okay. And someone, God damn it, give Taylor Kitsch a good fucking role. Oh, uh, well, he blew I that with Battleship. I know, Battle, no, was it Battleship? That was Battleship. John Carter. Well, and John Carter. Those were his back-to-back films. But those so weren't good lost. movies. And yeah. the awful second season of, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, I don't know. I, no, I it was the Matthew Friday McConaughey, nights. Woody Harrelson oh, show. Oh, yeah, True Detective. True Detective. Yeah, second okay season. That. Given uh, a shitty character and all. shitty lines. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. blame, by the way, do not blame him at all. No. 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 Don't no. blame him at all. I think this, here's the thing. And this is insane. I think this movie came 10 years too late or three years too early. If it comes out 10 years earlier, you have a bigger star. You do without consent and it's massive. You do it three years later. This is bought by Amazon or Paramount or Netflix and you get a series. And I think either of those options are better than what we got here, which to me is almost a middle option between those two ideas for a fan. You get people who have no connection to it, Katie and Jim, who who watched it and said, yeah, you know what? There's some stuff I I like in here. I'm okay with that. And, you know, maybe I would read a book or watch another one. Unfortunately, not enough people who felt that way. But you don't do enough to galvanize the base and this guy is, this character is New York Times number one bestseller every year. That's a lot of people, right? I mean, that's like a lot of people that you can tap into. And as Jim said, 
this movie's not even on the radar. And that's like surprising to me. But when yeah, you- but I, what I was saying by that is that I don't think this wasn't a movie that like was bad enough advertised. to bury. No, it was just, no. it just happens, right? Yeah. It's, it's a film a that, it's a film, right. it's a film that happened. But the, my issue is this, it's a film that just happened, but this is a character that consistently since 2000, every year basically, is the New York Times number one bestseller. That's a lot, that's a lot of books. And, and the movie is kind of like, it happened. And quite honestly, there's not a lot of people on social media who even talk about this movie in the community. It's well, always that, about when's the next book. There, you know, like you would think that this would be something that people would be like, hey, this is the fifth anniversary of this movie. It's the 10th anniversary of this movie. And it's almost like been disavowed. It's almost like raised the yeah. Titanic for Clive Cussler fans. The Nobody only social talks media. about it. The only social media buzz around this movie that has lasted is, hey, who would you cast as Mitch Rapp? That's the only way this movie is talked about in the Mitch Rapp universe is yeah. recasting the person they chose. But to be fair, like how many how many franchise books, novel, series don't even get made? Well, no. How many true. have been successful? No, true. Not that's true. It's I mean, hard to do that. Ha- like Harry he, Potter. Harry Potter. Right. Born, but the Born movies are even, nothing like yeah. the books. They're but nothing. Even, they don't even, even touch the. Books. But that speaks to your point on you can write an original story and you can do it well with visual storytelling in that medium with good writing in a screenplay and pull it off and you can actually capture the fan base the essence, who like yeah. the book and like the character yeah. and say, huh, that's also a good movie. And wait, that is Jason Bourne too. You could do that. So it's rare, it's hard. And CBS Films was not the ones to try it in 2016. I was so shocked when I saw CBS Films pop up. I was like, what? Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, right. it, it, it's, it's will always be interesting to me because I, I think I'm harder on the film because of the love of the character. And you've invested right. so much time in reading the character and stuff like that. But it's, it's just also unfortunate because you, you want so much to see these stories that you love in another medium. It would be interesting in some way. And I want to say the, I guess we could classify this as a failure. It was not a box office successor. The failure of this movie has made future films very limited. And, you know, with Vince's death, I don't know what his family's desire to, sell the property in another way would be. I don't know what Kyle's involvement in being able to do a series or something like just that do 12 is. episodes on, on but Netflix I also think on every, yeah, every, year but I also think this, there's so many other shows like this now Yeah, that it's like, unless you're a diehard fan, yeah, somebody else, is, somebody else is going to see it. And it's and just say, you know what? I've I've already seen this. This show's been done yeah. already. And it, we don't it's crowded out with the Gray Man coming up and Jack Carr, his James Reese series coming up. And and they have huge yeah, stars, right? They deliver yep. Gray Man is Chris delivering yep. uh, Gray Man is delivering Ryan Gosling and um and Captain America. <laughs> like that's a pretty big cast. And then Chris Pratt is starring in the other one, and you're countering, no offense, because I actually did enjoy him. You're countering with Dylan O'Brien. 
Right. Exactly. Like that. Three years to me, too like, who who is who is going to choose to see that? Right. Which is heartbreaking. Well, that was awesome. I I really enjoyed talking the movie. Um, but we we need to get out of here. So, but before we do. I would like your guys' final ratings. And then we do, Mike has prepared a little bit of a game to, Ooh, to, to, end, to end, quick little game to end this, end this episode. So, all right, let's get our final ratings. So, uh, Brian? How do you rate? Uh, the... Feel free to give us anything or letter grade. Up to you. It's, I would say, five out of ten seats in the C maybe six out of 10 in the C kind of rain, you know, depending yeah. somewhere in that ballpark watchable, but I'll let you go not, last. Cause it'll be not something I'm going to revisit quickly. End on a positive. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. You heard me. Uh, all right. So Jim, so I would say that if I was grading this on com majors, it would be like a C minus C minus. Okay. But if I'm grading it on the curve of like this genre, I think I would be more likely to push it toward to like a B minus or something up there. Yeah. Okay. I'm more like a C plus like I, cause I I've gotten the experience of, um, I guess people like Katie who, uh, you know, don't know anything about it and they really enjoyed it. So I can appreciate that. So yeah, I'm, I'm at a C plus, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe close to reaching a, a B minus. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Uh, I've said what needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got you to a D plus. I, I heard we, D you plus. did raise. We did raise I, all because of you, you were, wanting to you go. Were, right. I graded a four DX. Yeah, I am Very still good. emotionally scarred from that experience. I'd be willing uh, to. How about you, Katie? Uh, I give this a B plus. I what? find this infinitely right. more rewatchable than many action films that I have been asked to watch. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> Very good. Somebody that's that's it. what we want. And we'll get we you want. that arc. We gotta get you that arc. Well, you guys, I gotta I give wear you a the shout t-shirt out on the arc. com majors. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic yes. games. Always having a good time with your guests. And so we want to keep that alive with a really quick game. We're gonna call Higher or Lower. So this Ooh. movie got a six point two on IMDB. Oh no. Is the IMDB score for these other action films I'm about to read out higher or lower? Than oh, American boy. Assassin. And you can't look them up. Okay. okay. No, no Fair TV. enough. No, so you don't have to worry about that. Typey typeys. Since we Maybe talked about it, let's start with uh, an easy one. We'll get Katie's take and then Brian's take and then Jim's take. Without remorse. Is without remorse higher or lower than a 6.2? On, on IMDb, IMDb, I think without remorse is higher. I agree. It's, it's higher. That's the Michael B. Jordan factor. Mm-hmm. I think it is lower. I said lower. Well, let me tell you. One point for Brian. Without uh, remorse has a 5.8 wow. on IMDb currently. I agree. Tom Clancy, I agree with Tom Clancy has some That's angry fair. fans. That's fair. They, they, yeah. they're, they're angrier than the big uh, Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't think of that. They, yeah. they don't. Yeah, they, they are One other happy. movie I think you guys have certainly covered, and Chris and I have talked about, Tenet. Ooh. Hmm. I'll go first. I think Tenet's probably higher I agree. I think Tenet is rated higher. Yeah. Tenet is higher. Well, everybody's getting points. Good. 7.4. <laughs> yeah. 7.4. I think Tenet's one of those movies that's that's kind of bad, but it makes you feel a little bit stupid. And yeah. so then you're like, yeah. oh, I need to 
Yeah, that should probably yeah. Tenant is it should be good. It should be good. Right. Tenant is is a good movie. There's a lot of failures of storytelling in Tenant. Tenant is a good movie. It's not a great Christopher Nolan movie, but it's certainly better. I'm not sure you covered any of these next ones, but we're going with San Andreas. Oh, I don't even know that movie. That is with The Rock. Oh, that's uh, the uh, the and uh, Carly Giacchino and like the earthquake, the eruptions. Yeah, Yeah. earthquakes. That's it. Yeah. Um, Oh Jesus Christ! That's probably uh, I don't know. There's no angry fan base for that, and The Rock. So I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna take a guess that it's lower. Okay. I'm gonna say higher because people love The Rock. Well, in that case. I think we have a tie game yes. because it is lower. Wow. 6.1. Yes. Katie, Katie, yeah. Katie gets the point for that one. And I'm losing. Tied with Brian. Brian at two points. All right. Last one we'll wrap up with here Terminator Genesis. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, I'm going to go first. That movie is absolutely lower than yep. this because lower. people despise that film. Same. Yeah, it takes a special person to actually go on the internet and rate a movie, by the way. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keep that in mind like, here. It's like sports radio, the people that call in. You know, um, I am going... Yeah, I guess I got to go lower. Uh, actually, I'll oh. go high. I'll go... Oh! You tie it up at the last minute, make it a tie game. It is higher at a 6.3. <laughs> Two points. Right, right. Really? really? We have, we have I got to be fair. Uh... I got to be fair. Is, I don't even know which one that is. Is that the one with the girl from uh, no. Game, of Game of Thrones? I don't it? even know which one. No, no, no. Here. It's the one with um, Christian Bale. Christian and, Bale, uh, right? Oh, I don't care. Sam Worthington? I still would have said lower because they're all awful. Anything, any Terminator movie not directed by James Cameron should not be called. The only reason I, I went the opposite of them is because so for the win. opportunity to yes, tie. Tie. And, and there it pulled off. You took I, that gamble. I, I don't know if I want to watch any of those movies. Here's the one that would really piss me off. You know what I'm sure is rated higher? Way higher. Face Off. No. Oh, yeah. Face Off and John Face Wick. Face Off love and John Wick. John Wick, John Wick is a good movie. It's not Stop a good with movie. the John Wick. Well, actually, you know, the action's better in this than John we Wick. We talked about Tinker Tailor, so I'm actually curious. You are correct. Two movies Katie. we talked about. Mm-hmm. Where's Tinker 7. Tailor? 7.2. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tinker Tailor's score is certainly higher. It was nominated for. Yeah, just thinking about the population True. that would yeah. watch Tinker Tailor. I would higher. watch Tinker Tailor before. But well, you have to remember, yep. this, is, this movie's low because. There are a lot of people that the the majority of people that probably were interested in seeing this are did not like readers. <laughs> yeah. Or teenage yes, girls. Smaller. Right. Granted, great no, great I, reasons I just, why they wouldn't like it. Yeah. I I agree with Jim that I think not many people knew about this film. I I would be interested if this film was. I thought this was a Bradley Cooper movie and publicized. <laughs> well, I and direct to right like Bradley the Cooper. This might be a shocker. With, I I was the I was the only person at the four XD screening. Again, that could be because Shocking. I was almost No, but injured. seriously. Like, Good, I was injured in, in conjunction Who that was that? not a Mitch Rapp fan knew about this movie? I didn't. Well, there, no, there and was, there was a number of people. Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the Team Wolf wiki, the blog, the Team Wolf blog was there. So I still I don't know, know who he was this in guy Timor. is. He was I in the still Maze think runner. he's Adam Brody. He's Maze Runner. He's not Adam Brody. He is a Mets fan, and he's a super cool dude, and he's... His movie, I can't, came out during the pandemic and I can't remember the name of it, but it's supposed to be fabulous. So like no knock on Dylan O'Brien. I don't blame him 
for this at all. Like you got to jump into a potential genre film. And I thought yeah, his get that money, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't play a bad job. I don't, I don't have a I don't, for some I, of the uh, young adult science fiction stuff. So mm-hmm. the major kind of hits, hits me. <laughs> he was good in that. Yeah. All right. Thank well, thank you guys very oh, much. So much. That fun. was awesome. Thanks for having us. We loved it. You guys will have to pick the next movie then. Okay. Deal. All right, guys, we, we hope you enjoyed our, our discussion with the comm majors, and we highly recommend you going if you want deep dives into a plethora of movies. They're always doing something new, something old. Uh, go go give them a follow. They're, they're, they're good. Listen if you like movies as well. So uh, next time, we will be bringing you uh, American Assassin Part 2. Sorry, we, we took a break uh, on that. You know, we gave you this instead. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, uh, I need to thank our patrons. Uh, they help support this pod and wouldn't, wouldn't be anything without them. So our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, uh, George, Matt, Dawn, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Thank you very much. Please, you know, can't say this enough, subscribe, rate, review us um, using your favorite podcasting platform, uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at Mitrap Pod or at Twitter or Instagram uh, at Mitrap Pod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. Do you have a catchphrase that you end with? Because I think it should be that's a wrap. Oh, oh please, hey, guys, hey. don't do that. Please, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's you normally um, uh, just let Mitch be Mitch. Oh. Uh, it's a line. It's a line from and, and please make sure it. next time you talk to Kyle that you have Katie uh, involved in the interview. As We're well. getting her book. No, <laughs> she she finally. I think we finally um, we've cleared. Yeah, the confusion. Yeah. And I also now understand that Vince has passed on. Yes. And so Kyle has to, I get it Taking now. It really yeah. is Finally. like Nancy Drew. And Car- this is the comparison I made the last time. And now I get it. Yeah. Nancy Drew. If it took this movie to get you there. Yeah. yeah. Earn that D- this movie achieved something. Earn that D plus. <laughs> 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 Thanks guys. This is a blast. All right. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs>